Welcome to Bible at Bedtime, a podcast where I, Amber Lawton, read Bible passages to help you fall asleep. You know, I started this podcast because I've had trouble falling asleep, and over the years I've found that when I listen to the Word of God, and when I take in His every breath, it helps me keeps me calm, keeps me solid. The Word of God says that His Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so tonight, to help you fall asleep, listen to the words and allow them to help you find peace and rest and a path for your life. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, then you will want to make sure that you have everything that you will need to go to sleep. In a moment, I will give you instructions to get yourself comfortable. If you're choosing to use this time, instead to soak or meditate on the word make sure that you stay in an upright position and just allow the word to resonate in your heart and in your mind and to take seed so that you can continue to see how the word applies to your life every day For tonight's reading, I will be continuing with the book of Matthew and Joshua. We will be reading Matthew chapter 5 and 6 and Joshua chapter 4 and 5. So if you're ready, go ahead and lay down in a comfortable position. And take a moment and let's pause. And now, as you're laying down, allow your body to relax. Letting every limb fall slowly down so that you're not feeling the weight or the pressures of your day. Letting go of all anxiety, all fear, casting all your cares upon the Lord. If you physically need to move your hands as if you are casting or throwing your cares far from you. Go ahead and do that now and then place your arms in a position that is most comfortable to you, making sure to let them be loose and laying 
as comfortable as possible. And now you're going to go ahead and take a deep breath in. And as you breathe in, breathing in the peace of God. And as you breathe out, breathing out the stress of your day. Go ahead and take another deep breath in. Breathing all the way in, allowing your lungs to become completely full. And as you breathe out, breathing out worry, breathing out the weight, breathing out fear and trembling. If you find that the breathing is difficult at first, it's okay because your lungs are learning how to take full breaths in. You are also setting the pace for which you will be breathing to allow your body to calm down and slow down. So now, we're going to take one more deep breath in and as you breathe in you're breathing in the very breath of God the Ruach of God allowing his breath to fill your lungs to bring healing to bring restoration and as you breathe out breathing out everything that is not of him everything that comes to torment that comes to cause you to overthink anything that comes to break peace must go now in Jesus name Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this time to find rest and peace as we sleep. Holy Spirit, we invite you into our time of rest, into our space, into our home and our bed. Holy Spirit, we say be the comforter that we need. Lord, we thank you that you give us dreams throughout the night dreams that show us the plans you have for us dreams that give us a future and a hope dreams that tell us of your goodness and your love Lord thank you for your faithfulness towards us 
be our shield and our buckler and surround us on every side as we sleep. Lord, tonight as we pray, we know that you said whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. So Lord, tonight we bind all fear. We bind all torment. We bind all darkness that comes to keep us in a place that you did not design for our life. Every creeping thing that comes in the night, we bind it now and we command those things to go in your name, Jesus. And Lord, we loose your peace upon our establishment, our home, our room, and our hearts. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over our belongings and over ourselves. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you hover over us in the night. We praise you, Lord, in our night season. We praise you, Lord, because you are worthy of praise. Tonight, Lord, we ask that your word speak to us. We are listening. Our ears are intent on hearing what you have to say. We praise you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. When he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are those who are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, 
for they will be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for the kingdom's sake, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Don't think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of a letter will pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to our ancestors, do not murder. And whoever murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, everyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Whoever insults his brother or sister will be subject to the court. 
Whoever says, you fool, will be subject to hellfire. So if you are offering your gift on the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with your brother or sister and then come back and offer your gift. Reach a settlement quickly with your adversary while you're on the way with him to the court or your adversary will hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer and you will be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a written notice of divorce. But I tell you, everyone who divorces his wife, except in a case of sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to our ancestors, you must not break your oath, but you must keep your oaths to the Lord. But I tell you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven, because it is God's throne, or by the earth, because it is his footstool or by Jerusalem because it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head because you cannot make a single hair white or black. But let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. (music) 
you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist an evildoer. On the contrary, if anyone slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you, and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward will you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing out of the ordinary? Don't even the Gentiles do the same. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew chapter 6 How to Give Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be applauded by people. Truly I tell you, they have their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly I tell you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, because your Father knows the things you need before you ask them. The Lord's Prayer Therefore, you should pray like this. 
our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us unto temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they make their faces unattractive, so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting isn't obvious to others but to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. God in possessions. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow, or reap, or gather into the barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. 
Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow, tomorrow, will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And now, Joshua chapter 4. The Memorial Stones After the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Choose twelve men from the people, one man for each tribe, and command them, Take twelve stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan, where the priests are standing, carrying with you, and set them down at the place where you spend the night. So Joshua summoned the 12 men he had selected from the Israelites, one man for each tribe, and said to them, go across to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you lift a stone onto his shoulder one for each of the Israelite tribes, so that this will be a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? You should tell them, the water of the Jordan was cut off in front of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. When it crossed the Jordan, the Jordan's water was cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial for the Israelites. The Israelites did just as Joshua had commanded them. The twelve men took stones from the middle of the Jordan, one for each of the Israelite tribes, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the camp and set them down there. Joshua also set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan, where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. The stones are still there today. 
The priests carrying the ark continued standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was complete that the Lord had commanded Joshua to tell the people. In keeping with all that Moses had commanded Joshua, the people hurried across. And after everyone had finished crossing, the priests with the Ark of the Lord crossed in the sight of the people. The Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh went in battle formation in front of the Israelites as Moses had instructed them. About 40,000 equipped for war crossed to the plains of Jericho in the Lord's presence. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they revered him, Moses. The Lord told Joshua, Command the priests who carry the Ark of the Testimony to come up from the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up from the Jordan. When the priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came up from the middle of the Jordan and their feet stepped out on solid ground, the water of the Jordan resumed its course, flowing over all the banks as before. The people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and camped at Gilgal on the eastern limits of Jericho. Then Joshua set up in Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken from the Jordan. And he said to the Israelites, In the future, when your children ask their fathers, What is the meaning of these stones? You should tell your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over just as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. This is so that all the people of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is mighty, and so that you may always fear the Lord your God. Joshua chapter 5 When all the Amorite kings across the Jordan to the west and all the Canaanite kings near the sea heard how the Lord had dried up the water of the Jordan before the Israelites until they had crossed over they lost heart and their courage failed because of the Israelites. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelite men again 
So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelite men at Gibeath Harloth. This is the reason Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt were males. All the men of war had died in the wilderness along the way after they had come out of Egypt. Though all the people who came out were circumcised, none of the people born in the wilderness along the way were circumcised after they had come out of Egypt, for the Israelites wandered in the wilderness forty years, until all the nation's men of war who came out of Egypt had died off, because they did not obey the Lord. So the Lord vowed never to let them see the land he had sworn to their fathers, to give us a land flowing with milk and honey. He raised up their sons in their place. It was these Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised since they had not been circumcised along the way. After the entire nation had been circumcised, they stayed where they were in the camp until they recovered. The Lord then said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the disgrace of Egypt from you. Therefore, that place is still called Gilgal today. Food from the Land Verse 10 While the Israelites camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they observed the Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the month. The day after Passover, they ate unleavened bread and roasted grain from the produce of the land. And the day after they ate from the produce of the land, the manna ceased. Since there was no more manna for the Israelites, they ate from the crops of the land of Canaan that year. Verse 13, Commander of the Lord's Army. When Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua approached him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied. I have now come as commander of the Lord's army. Then Joshua bowed with his face to the ground in worship and asked him, What does my Lord want to say to his servant? The commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did that. This is the end of tonight's reading. Hopefully you are fast asleep. If not, you may go back and begin again listening to the word. Have peaceful sleep. Good night.